Hey, Chilies. I hope you're having a great week and that you've had happy holidays so far. I had a really fun time visiting my boyfriend's family and we made two different carrot dishes. One was really good, like a miso carrot. The other was carrot and grapes and it tastes exactly the way it sounds. So I don't think we did the recipe right. So if anyone has any carrot grape recipes that they really enjoy, definitely let me know. Um, but other than that, you're our guest for today. He is a super funny comedian in Philadelphia. Uh, he runs one of my favorite places for mics and shows in the city, The Grape Room. We have Silas P. Oh, also, I uploaded a ton of content to our YouTube. So if you're looking for a little bit more uh, visual videos of spooky comedy, you can check us out at Real Chills Podcast on YouTube. Real chills with Meg Getz. Real scary, real silly, real stories. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Chills. I'm so excited for our guest. He's a great friend of mine, super funny guy in the comedy community. Today we have Silas P. Silas, how's it going? Hey Meg, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited you could be here. I flipped that immediately. <laughs> I, I refuse to know how I am first. <laughs> I know you're being so goofy that I hit record yeah. and you went like so official on me. It, it did surprise me for a second. Right. <laughs> All the flippity do here. <laughs> well, thank you for doing the podcast. I'm excited to hear your story. But before we get to that, I always ask our guests the same question, which is when it comes to the paranormal, are you more of a skeptic or true believer? Yeah, um, I guess skeptic, um, just because, you know, I think I wouldn't be if it wasn't for all like the silly ghost shows that are out there. And, right. I, and I get the sense of like, you know, you're into that stuff, like those shows. But like when I watch a show, like, you know, I, need, I don't know, I'm going to call them all ghost hunters or whatever. Okay. But it's all just like a bunch of dudes with beards with like made up equipment that they're like, this is my ghost scanner 4000. And it goes do, 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 do. Every time there's a ghost around, and then it goes, doo, 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 and they're like, ah, oh, that's <laughs> I'm like, you guys are not helping things at all. Like, like if I didn't know about ghosts and stuff like that from those shows, and I just had to piece it together, I'd probably be more likely to believe in them. Uh, but it, it's it, some of the stuff is a little silly to me. I guess like I would be fine believing in it myself, but I would never talk about it with anyone. Have you ever heard like an EVP on one of those shows though? I love them. An executive vice president? Yes. <laughs> no. Electronic voice phenomena. They record ghost voices. Yeah, but normally it's someone in the other room, isn't it? It's like, they're like, oh, that could be a ghost or that could be our PA Karen who who is eating a loud <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> that would oh, be Karen. so funny like on the ghost shows if like they just like get, gave credit like EVP one Karen. The PA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The EVP in more ways than one, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess so. I do think that if your only knowledge of the paranormal world and community is those shows, it makes a lot of sense to be a skeptic. I actually I've had some paranormal investigators on the show talk about like how detrimental uh like ghost yeah. adventures is to the community because in a sense, they the ones that take themselves seriously like aren't on TV doing all this nonsense. Yeah. 
um, they tr do try to take like a very scientific approach. So I think talking to those people like helps me because yeah, if I only saw, you know, Zach Baggins, I probably would not believe much about yeah. anything either. Like like I would be more inclined to like believe like what the Ghostbusters do because like <laughs> yeah, they are sure. literally sucking those little guys into the into the into the little right. guys and spitting them out again. Like that, I believe. Like, I <laughs> that, believe yeah, that, that is a right historical, uh, you know, footage, totally real. I uh, saw footage. Vigo come through the, the the Metropolitan Museum of Art or whatever. Right. Uh, so it's like, eh, you know. Right. But, but like I said, you know, and I'll get into it more in my story. Like, I think there's stuff that we don't know. Um and I'm and I'm more than happy to admit that there's a lot of stuff I do not know about in general. Sure. Uh, so you know why not? You know why wouldn't that be something that I'm wrong about as well? Yeah. Well, with that, let's hear your story. Yeah. Um, so I was born in uh, the um, the actual story. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <take> back. <laughs> so we are. Uh, have you ever covered um, Penhurst on here? I have not. No. Okay. Okay, cool. So a little bit of background for those in this area. You probably heard of Penhurst. It was an old uh, state I guess psychiatric hospital is what they called it back in the day uh, that was open for, I don't know, roughly like maybe le less than 100 years, but it was open during like the absolute worst time for that kind of stuff to be open, which is like the early 1900s to about like the, I think the late 80s, it suddenly was shut down by the state. And it's maybe about like 40, 50 miles outside of Philly. And they used to just do like some of the worst, like, you know, testing and, and just in general, like inhumane treatment on the people that were in this facility. And I mean, again, because back then, like me now, they did not know a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff. So if you were like, let's say, colorblind, that was a reason for them to send you to this psychiatric hospital. That's a bummer. That's a rough one. Like if you're going, you want to be like great, like full blown, right? You don't yeah, want to be the be an alpha. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't want not to no, I, no, just to I mean, lighten the mood because these are always tough when you talk about, you know, medical yeah. malpractice and, yeah. you know, preying on maybe like, you know people i mean Vulnerable i don't know people and children children literally yeah um, so, the, so that's the basic background on what this place is like i said it was shut down in the late 80s it's in philly or around it's, philly it's in, uh spring city is i guess the actual area it's in spring okay. city Royersford area it was shut down and like very suddenly they had to let everyone out of there and i mean a lot of those people they were so recent that a lot of those people are just still living in the area or you know unfortunately are just like kind of you know wandering wow. around out there so my friends and i decided to get drunk and just rummage through shit one day nice yeah they've been doing it they've made like a couple trips up there this was about almost 20 years now and so in the meantime though it's since reopened around halloween as a haunted house which you know i have mixed feelings about that interesting choice yeah yeah i mean a lot of people that work there you know have you know different you know I don't, I don't want to say disabilities, but the word is, but, you know, and they say it's empowering for them to work there and kind of take ownership of what history is. But yeah, so about like uh, 20 years ago or so, you could not just walk in there. It's still like a state ran, you know, or state owned property, I guess. And 
it's a huge campus. There's like National Guard there and stuff um, that like also like uh, like practice their shootums there or something. I don't know what they do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And their security, there was security, but the security was not even allowed to go inside the buildings. Like that's how locked down it was. Because it was probably like decrepit, right? It's not. Yeah. Oh, we got a lungs full of asbestos in there. Oh, good. <laughs> not good. So my friend said, hey, do you want to come up with us Penhurst? I said, absolutely. More asbestos. We went up there. We had like, you know, a case of beer or whatever, a BB, some BB guns just to do like dirtbag stuff. And not necessarily to like vandalize or anything. So we go up there and I had like found like these forums. Now, first off, I made the stupid mistake of doing a lot of research on the place. And I watched. Oh, so you like, like all of the hauntings and stuff before you went? I mean, not even like hauntings necessarily, but like the actual stuff that happened, the buildings they happened in. Like, I I mean, I read like these long, like court document accounts of stuff. And I watched a documentary uh, from what was then, it was WCAU, I guess now it's Channel 10 or NBC. I think at the time it was CBS. A uh, reporter did in the 60s, I want to say. It was called Suffer the Children, I think. It's on YouTube. Mm. And it was a whole like expose on Penhurst at the time. Right. Is that the one? Did she, did she like sneak in or something? Because I know the guy who did it because they needed someone who could have the gravitas. Women were not allowed on TV. Right, 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 right. Because I know cool. someone snuck in. Okay. But I don't yeah, know this, if guy, this guy straight up went in there and they like told him, like the doctors there told him, they're like, oh yeah, we operate on this kid because he thinks red is green and green is red. You know? Oh, geez. And they're in there with like adults and stuff, just a bad scene. So I had that on my mind as if we're in there. And we knew like what I looked at, like there's like websites and stuff, forums, so you could find out like how to get in there, uh, which was cool. So we knew like exactly like what building to go into, where to park. You had to park like, you know, a mile or so like down the road and sneak into like the woods and stuff. You get into one building, you like break a window or something. Your buddies come around like the little rascals to let you in. <laughs> and we just wandered around and it was so eerie in there. Like, like when I say I don't necessarily believe in like, paranormal stuff per se i do believe in uh to put it in modern parlance uh vibes and the vibes <laughs> uh-huh. the vibes in denmark were fucking rotten if i yeah, yeah. It, it was bad vibes like it was immediate like we're not supposed to be here uh no one should have ever been here the stuff right. that happened here should have never happened here and we're in trouble uh like don't Whoa. be here as long as we possibly can so we stuck around for about an hour and a half, two hours. Um, <laughs> yeah, we this Sunday vibes can't deter you guys. No, no, no. Posse <laughs> vibes only with us. <laughs> but like, so we just went to the main hall. But like, like I said, it was shut down like suddenly in the 80s. And it had to have been around Christmas time because we found ourselves in, I mean, there was just like newspapers everywhere, documents from like that time. Just like, you know. That's so cool. I would go crazy. It was, yeah, I mean, we were just, I mean, we were just grabbing stuff. We didn't, I didn't take anything. One of my friends did. Um, but That's uh, bad vibes too. You're not supposed to do that. Trust me. It got him later, about seven years Yeah. Um, no. Well, Don't yeah, me. I mean, like right. I said, you shouldn't have stolen that painting. Well, that's what happens. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so like, there's like, it just seemed like time stood still there. Uh, like, Cause they immediately looked just like had court orders to like shut down like that. So everyone left that day and there was like, it had been around Christmas time. Like I said, cause there was like Christmas albums in like the residence area. Um, I mean, it's like exactly like 
like if it was a horror movie, it would be written off as like so cliche. Just right. Because like what you found in the residence area was there were no mirrors. What they had for mirrors were all like distorted, like uh, like metal like surfaces because they wanted the people living there to see themselves that way, uh, which is you know pretty why because it what happened with these places like well again it was just like the worst time for science and for like uh uh you know not cultural but you know just like that kind of thing right right uh yeah so like going in there you, you just like knew that like bad stuff happened in these rooms it was we went through uh i mean it's a huge campus but we went through the halls there was like an auditorium there that had like a spiral staircase in the back of it. And I swear to God, there was an old organ in there in like a little like small room off to the side. And I was like, oh, when am I going to get this chance again? So I had to just go in there and do a, I don't know, I think it was like the funeral dirge thing. This is so cliche. You all should have died. You might be what? a ghost. Honestly, (laughs) you might have died there. I'm thinking maybe my friend is the only one who survived. Yeah, (laughs) turn of events. Yeah, maybe this has been like a Beatles because you played the funeral march song. You couldn't even think of a like a a happier. Well, I didn't know. Let's all go to the lobby then. Okay. Otherwise, I would have done that. (laughs) But it was just like, and again, this is like a Sunday afternoon, like super sunny fall day. But like everything in there was dark. Like did find like light still worked in certain areas. That's so weird. Which is really weird. Yeah. Like, why? Why is there still electricity in this building? Who's paying for it? That's always my question. Like who yeah. does it? Well, I believe that is John and Jane taxpayer, which is why I really wanted to come on here to talk to you about the gross misspending of my tax dollars on haunted buildings. Uh-huh. How dare they? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and then the worst part is we went through the tunnels because there's a series of like underground tunnels that connected all the buildings which is how they transported people uh you know to and fro when there's like inclement weather or whatever or was it for it wasn't for bodies it was also where uh they did very bad things to people okay in okay. Those tunnels, and that was the worst part of it because it's just like ooh, this is like a place that like should get bulldozed or should like you know scorch the earth burn it like should never be visited again but i only knew all of that because of all the research i did beforehand so i think my advice to people would be to be like completely ignorant of everything at all times always yeah and you'll be a lot less scared (laughs) yeah learning stuff like i said this prime example i knew what had happened there i knew too much and and like my friends were just like you know we were all drinking or whatever but my friends were like ooh, 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 watch me shoot this BB going ooh, ooh. oh uh, no and I was like yeah this uh this feels like we're intruding on uh, on someone's very uh, terrible times here. Hello, my name is John Koppel, and I'm back with a second season of Peaks, the podcast where we take a closer look at the most exciting peak years in the lives of the people that dominated pop culture. The guests this season are great, and the subjects controversial, hilarious, bizarre, and iconic. Get ready to learn a little bit more about Iron Mike Tyson, John Candy, Mike Myers, Leonardo DiCaprio, and more. Dive into some of the best Thanksgiving and Christmas movies ever made. 
Every episode will be packed with entertaining clips, interesting facts, and passionate opinions. Remember that time that Mike Tyson wanted to fight a gorilla? Remember in Wolf of Wall Street when Leo taught us the phases you go through on Quaaludes? Remember those years when John Candy became everybody's uncle? So if you want to hear more about the most groundbreaking, influential people when they were having their biggest impacts on the world, subscribe to Peaks wherever you listen to your podcasts. So you guys went down into the tunnels. Yes. Like the catacombs. What did it look like? Because I'm like picturing, was it wall? I'm picturing dirt. Yes. I'm picturing... Is that what it was? Yeah, like concrete, like, um, I don't know if you ever saw the movie. Was it lit? Did it have, like, yeah, the it hospital cool. it lighting? It was pretty popping in there. Yeah, was it? Was yeah. it? Yeah, lit. Okay. No, no, it was not lit at all. And, like, you know, they said on, like, all, like, the websites and everything, they are like, bring flashlights because even during the day, it'll be pitch black in there. Whoa. And the interesting thing about that is a lot of people who, you know, are experiencing homelessness and stuff in that area, they would stay in there during the winter months just to like keep warm and stay out of right, the weather. For shelter. Uh, so they did say like, hey, there's a non-zero chance you're going to see a person in there. They said, you know, most people are just cool. Just leave them alone, you know, whatever. Um, we did not. But, you know, Thank in God. the back of my mind, I'm just like, this, this, there's nothing, no reason for us to be in here. Like we could have just went to like a Wawa or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What an interesting so you guys got drunk and then decided to go to Penhurst or? No, we're not idiots. We got drunk at Penhurst. Oh, okay. Um, Fair. Okay. We got drunk cool. in while, bad, while where bad things happened. Because okay. we, don't, we don't learn from movies. Did any of you experience anything particularly ghosty or was it like, it like was, a vibe? Like I said, it wasn't particularly ghosty. It was just like the history of the place, but... For like a month or so afterwards, I just could not shake the feeling that there was like something like, you know, like attached to me or with you. Just like, like, hey, like, why did you go there? Like, there was no reason to be there. Like, you know, so I don't know if that's something like, you know, in ghost lore that like, you know. Yeah, yeah, you could take something home with you. Yeah. But like, I wanted that shit gone. Did you do anything to get rid of it? Like pray or something? No, 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 no. That's no. That's, that's fighting make believe with make believe. Um, <laughs> you just okay. Okay, okay well, sure. Well, so I would have prayed for it not happen in the first place if I knew that. <laughs> fair, um, fair. But yeah, uh, it, like I said, one of my friends stole a painting. Probably not the smartest thing to do. Uh, I don't even know what ended up happening to that painting. It was very much like like I was just like let's leave everything here that is here the way it is. Yeah. Let's not have like a weird succubus attach itself to us on the way. Back. <laughs> right. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, I would um I I can't speak to having gone to the Penhurst haunted house that it is now. Did you you haven't gone? No, because again, I don't think anything's going to be scarier than being in the tunnels where you know people had very bad things happen to them. I wonder if they even bring you down there. Like I, don't I wonder. Yeah. I mean, maybe. But there are so many buildings on that campus that like I don't know if it's all like confined to one because it's a huge campus. And I also don't know how much of the actual like lore and like actual real stories of Penhurst they incorporate because if you look it up and if you watch that documentary, it is a bummer with a capital B. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's not exactly the fun, like, date night haunted house type story that you would want. 
But at the same time, I'm kind of on the side of like, hey, yeah, talk about this stuff because, you know, that's the way you prevent it from continuing to happen. I know Eastern State didn't like lean into their lore. They they just had like random like zombies or something jump out at you. Which is what I understand the lore of Eastern State to be. Oh, right. Random zombies. Yeah. I, my great grandfather did time at Eastern State. Nuh-uh. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. What did he do? Uh, he, I mean, he did. Did he break stuff. into an asylum he wasn't allowed yeah. to be in? And... He actually broke into Eastern State. He yeah. Was a little prison break guy. Got it. Um, just old timey shovels and hard. <laughs> um, no, he, he was a, he owned a pawn shop and, um, he had, we, I have like his mugshot somewhere. Unfortunately, he looks like a certain guy from the 1930s of a uh, popular style at the time. So I don't like sharing that mugshot. But, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, Groucho Marx is who I'm talking about. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, but no, uh, he 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 was arrested for uh, receiving stolen goods, uh, as a company, which is just like the bread and butter of that business. I was gonna say that'll happen and, for sure, you know, especially in like the thirties or whatever it was, like the twenties. Wow. The twenties that he was arrested. Wow. So if you ever see someone walking around that looks like an old like ghosty Hitler, that's probably someone dressing up as my great grandpa. <laughs> your great grandpa. Uh, wow. Yeah. But what is what is the lore of Eastern State like that they wouldn't want to mention? I don't. It's not that they don't want to mention it. They just don't lean into it. Um, okay. Like, I'm pretty sure Al Capone was there for a while. Yeah, he had, like, diarrhea there or something. <laughs> yeah, I think he not had, like, like he had some sort of, like, I thought he had some, like, venereal disease that yeah, caused him to go. But he would, he would say that he saw ghosts and would, like, okay. talk to them. But who knows? That could have been the venereal disease. Too. Yeah, yeah, it could have been the disease. But <laughs> there was also, like, you know inmates murdering each other things like that it, yeah, i guess so it's the same like problem i feel like that Pankhurst had so like when eastern state started like everyone thought it was going to be this great like correctional facility where they were going to turn everything around but it just got so overpopulated so fast it became almost impossible to to maintain or provide you know the care that these people need yeah what what was an eastern state uh design wasn't that like a quaker thing where like it was supposed to be like you know quiet and like yeah the opening in the middle and that was supposed to be like god like looking down on them or something yeah that was part yeah. of it for sure but but they don't like like all of that is not they don't like tell you the story of eastern state and then right. send you in they like it's like spooky room number one and medical room, you know, like it's the same. Yeah. It's just like, have you gone to that? I've not I, gone to that. I haven't. I've been, I went a long time ago and now they've kind of changed it. From what I understand, there's a bar there now. Oh, good. Good. Or something, which I don't know. I don't know. I, that's the other thing I was going to mention. They're going to turn that into like a TGI Friday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're working their way out. Next yeah. year, there'll be apps. I'll definitely yeah. go if there's apps. <laughs> what I think is interesting is that when I talk to some paranormal experts, they try to live like a more sober lifestyle or even like avoid caffeine because they think it affects your third eye or your like ability yeah. to actually like see the ghost. So I wonder if like you guys had been sober, if this would have been a different story. Like, I wonder if you guys drinking, you didn't even realize it, but it kind of like protected you a little bit. You know, it like dulled your that. senses. Huh? Yeah, I've always believed that drinking has protected me. Um, <laughs> this one time it's kept you safe, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
uh, I mean, it, we easily could have and probably should have like killed ourselves with the BB gun or something while we we're in there. That would be like a sick ghost, ghostly, like, you know, <laughs> you think you're going to shoot the windows? I'm freaked out that you brought a BB. Um, first of all, I, that you guys drunk would just carry a BB gun around. That is such a weird... That sounds like it's from the 1920s. I just imagined you all like Groucho Marx. That was a little, yeah, that was my pal, Little Stinky, who did that. Nuh uh. Yeah. yeah his name stinky. was not Little Stinky. He had a little like uh, shiner under his eye at all times. Little Stinky. Flies, flies buzzing around him. He was in black and white. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he never played. That was more due to his uh, venereal disease. Had a bit of the component. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did, so you, sorry? No, anyway. no. I was just going to say, so you did shoot stuff in the place? Not in the place outside. We set up like our cans and stuff. And again, just did like what like, you know, kids in the 30s did, I guess. Like you just shot shot beer cans. Um, we How were called were out you? by security. What's that? How old were you again? 19, 20. 20, okay. So it was illegal for us to drink. Yes, thank you for admitting. No, I was like thinking that. you were younger to Catch be you like shooting i know bb guns that wasn't exactly my pastime um i mostly like to rummage through uh uh tunnels where trauma happened the trauma tunnels right trauma tunnels. we all have some inside us as and well then, yes and i just ingest that trauma <laughs> tunnel and i manifest that for about a month and a half. all aboard we're going into the <laughs> you bitch load up what do you got repress memories right ahead <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I. It sounds really scary. It sounds like you felt something. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would certainly like not advise anyone to go there. I would say there's no good reason to go in there. Um, you know, like the way we did. If you want to go to the haunted house, that's fine, I guess. But like when it comes to like that stuff and like you know, like even like like cemeteries, like. Me and my friend, oh, I forgot. Me and my friend once broke into a mausoleum. How are <laughs> you not just perpetually haunted? I like, I don't about that. Why? Why would you do that? He was shooting a movie and he was looking for a spot to film. And we were working together. He's like, oh, uh, let's let's go check this place out before it works. So we went to a local cemetery and he knew of a back way in which you could like climb into the back of the mausoleum. And um and so we did that and hung out there for about 40 minutes or so. That's were you drinking again? Or no, was we were going to work okay. and sober. Um and I and I guess I was protected because I didn't feel anything weird like attached to me then. But um again, I and generally I don't I don't endorse going to like cemeteries to rummage around and stuff like that. It's like not that I necessarily believe in all that stuff, but it's just like, hey, let 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 stuff let stuff just chill, you know? Let's just have stuff. Be where it is and you don't get to go messing with it. I feel like you're reacting to like the feeling like you're I feel like you have like an intuition about this stuff that maybe you're not accepting, but you're still following your intuition about it. <laughs> like you can tell me you don't believe it, but you also have this intuition that you're following pretty strictly. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like I, I know what I don't know. And it's like, you know, what do I get out of going into that mausoleum, you know, or that, you know, abandoned psychiatric facility versus what might, what stuff might I be, you know, rousing up there? And it's just not worth it. I mean, mm -hmm. I felt the same way we did a 
ghost tour in Savannah a few years ago. And it was a phenomenal, like I, we do ghost tours whenever we travel. Right. I do like that. But a lot of it I like is when it's based on history and like real things that have yeah. Yeah. documented. And again, you just get the vibes are off in certain places. And it's just like, mm, I'm never meant to be in that house or in that. Yeah. Space, whatever. Yeah. You know? That's actually really interesting. I have one more question about your friends. So remind me, but yeah. uh, it kind of reminds me of a place I went to in Savannah where I've never really had this before. I went to this place, I believe it's called the Grave Face okay museum and it's a record store and an oddities museum and i really enjoy oddities museums but normally it's like it's like you had a deer or this is weird tiny art or something you know what i mean that's kind of i should have looked into it mm -hmm. all of this is on their website i just saw oddities museum and i was like sick yeah but this had that so it had some like anomalies and things like that where i'm like this is cool but then it had a lot of serial killer stuff Ooh. and that's a lot less my vibe i don't like i don't like the energy so they would have things that serial killers own mm -hmm. and like a i don't know like a whole room just dedicated to john wayne casey and like li listeners if you're into this like this would be the museum for you it was like very impressive but i felt like you felt like the whole rest of the day i was like there was something bad there and I might have picked it up and it might be with me right now. And I hope that it doesn't follow me all the way back home. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, like his drawing, like so many of his paintings were there. And I was just like, Oh yeah. I, I, I fall in line with that belief too. Like, you know, I'm not really in this. I'm not in the, I'm going to take a bold stance and say serial killers are bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, fair. Don't yeah. prevent it, become a serial killer. Do not do it if at all possible. Um, but I, I also just don't get like the fandom around it because it's like, hey, you know, real people were murdered by these people. And it's like, eh, you know. Yeah, my, yeah. My, my, my scene. It was like telling us like his backstory and things mm -hmm. like that. And I was just like, I kind of understand. Care, you know? I kind of don't care what their backstory is. You know what I mean? I'm kind of like, let's not talk about these people. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, it uh, almost makes me think of like how with like Dia de los Muertos, like they have that, um, their ofrendas where they put their family in or remember them. Like, I'm like, are these sort of like ofrendas for all these like bad, you know what I mean? Like, is this keeping their, their memory or their spirit alive long? Yeah. A lot. I know. You're not very supernatural. So that's probably a lot oh. to think about. But well, like... no, no, I mean, if if there if there is such a thing as that happening, you know, if you're gonna believe that that possible, yes, I think absolutely that that's what that's doing. You know, it's like keep it the keeping them relevant or yeah. just giving them energy even after they're dead. And I just hate that. Yeah. And again, yeah, it's the fine line between like not ignoring that this stuff happened and not burying it, but also it crosses over sometimes into celebrating it. Not quite celebrating, but you know what I mean? It just kind of gets a little blurry there. And it's like, eh, you know, I, I, I would much rather celebrate the life and career of actor and playwright Wallace Shawn. <laughs> right. Still zero people. Right. My That's God. the best part. <laughs> uh, by the way, you did mention you saw a, um, a two-headed deer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was born that, uh, not a deer. I lied. Two-headed cow. It was okay. That's wild. I went it was to a really place, cool. Yeah, I went to a place once similar. It was a hotel where I saw a two-headed boy. Um, it was a neutral milk hotel. I, oh, sorry, that was a song by Neutral Milk. <laughs> I, 
I am. I do have one question after I'm done booing you. Boo. Um, did your I I did I I might have asked this. I'm sorry, but did your friends mention anything about how they uh, felt? Uh, not not that I can remember. Like you know, every now and then we'll we'll talk about it or whatever. And it's more just like a hey, wasn't that a stupid thing to hang out in there um, <laughs> that you guys just bring up now? Where you're like, hey, we probably yeah, about that. you know, like on a on a list of like dumb things we've done. You know, yeah. Uh, that's so yeah. funny going there there's no good reason to be there yeah um but uh for them i think it's more like because we were followed like down like the expressway by a by a white van from that we were followed by a security guard first who yelled at us about like oh you could be shot by the national guard and i said please don't do me a favor uh, <laughs> oh my god like that government check and um and then like a van did pull out after us, leaving the property and follow us for about like a mile or so down the expressway. That would stress me, stress me out. Yeah. How did you and guys, did results. you guys like car chase lose them? Yeah. My friend was pretty wasted. So he, he just, <laughs> oh <my laughs> God. I hope, I hope seriously that's not what was happening. No, no, no. But... Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm glad you got away and you didn't get shot by the National Guard or that I know. Like I said, I like your theory that we all did die that day. Yeah, yeah. Beatles, yeah, we're all <laughs> thinking of myself as Alec Baldwin. Who knows? Maybe there's a reality where you did die. Oh, Just, God. I like throwing all these weird things at you. That, that, honestly, now I'm now I'm gonna live every life as if I died 19 years ago. Or live every day as if I died 19 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Every as life, we all should. We all should live as if we've died 19 years ago. And in a very specific way yeah <laughs> awesome well that story rocks and i mean you didn't convince me not to go no i kind of still want to go <laughs> I'm running, uh, if i'm being honest with you yeah um it's but... called uh penhurst or penburst uh and <laughs> we leave every sunday afternoon cool uh, so cool. yeah bring your own bb gun yes BYOB. provided but yeah, yeah. Check it out sometime. I'll probably go. I I like it. I, I like the, that stuff. I don't know. I wonder if they do like day tours that aren't because uh, um, Eastern State does. Okay. So I wonder if there's a way to just kind of tour the grounds. I mean, yeah, the grounds move. I can see. But again, like the inside, that place is littered with asbestos. I am mm. not kidding. Do not pack a KN95 if you're going. A KN95 <laughs> and a crucifix. <laughs> maybe i will yeah you should <laughs> well i prepared some stories for you are you ready i am so whenever i prepare stories i try to do stuff that um is an interest to the guest and you uh are the host of a podcast that i don't believe is i, I don't know if you're like on hiatus or yeah bring up a dead podcast <laughs> it's called talking sit yeah. it was very fun it's about sitcoms so I found some stories of sitcom hauntings. Ooh, okay. Cool. So that's why I brought it up. Um, it also was a fun podcast. You should bring it back. I'm going to, I promise. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So I found this article. It's called 15 Ghosts That Haunted the Sets of Sitcoms and Films. Don't worry. I'm only telling three of the stories. Okay. And it's by Ryan Peterson. So the first one is Roseanne. Sure. Yeah, on the 1990s classic sitcom Roseanne, there was a specific set that never got any laughs. When they filmed the Wellman factory scenes, the crowd hated all the jokes. Roseanne teased that the, the set must have been built on an Indian burial ground, cleverly referencing the plot of Poltergeist. 
Stranger Still was the was when the factory set was struck and the kids' bedroom was built. Still, the set garnered no laughter. Some conspiring fans began to look into the history of the set, trying to explain the curse, and found that the legendary sitcom, sitcom Gilligan's Island was once filmed there. Roseanne even spoofed the company in a 1995 episode. Coincidentally, Alan Hale Jr., who played the skipper on Gilligan, had just died, so maybe it was his ghost who decided only his show can get laughs on his stage. Wow. That ties in so much stuff um, that are exactly my interest. I'm the best at this. Thank you. (laughs) I seriously, I don't think I did it, but I was going to do an episode, and maybe I did do an episode. No, I did it with Alf when it crossed over into Gilligan's Island. With me. Yes, we do. And I'm going to do it with Roseanne, too, in that same series and just do every episode or every sitcom that Gilligan's Island crossed over to. I have a hard time believing, though, that Alan Hale would uh, would be so stingy with laughs. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, he's a big gregarious guy. Um, but that is wild. I had no idea about that. I do wonder if there, you know, maybe it's not Alan Hale, but there is some sort of curse. Oh, I think, I think um, Jim uh, Backstrom, I believe his name is, the uh, Thurston Hale third. I could see him pulling some shit like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, cool. no, thank you. For sure. Mr. Magoo, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think I do like, I think as a writer of comedy, it would drive me nuts to know my jokes were going up on the set that never got laughs. And, like, wouldn't you as a producer want to be like, what's happening here? Like, yeah. Yeah. What, is I, um... it? what could it be? I mean, maybe it's the it's the curse of the hack writer. <laughs> Ooh, I've heard of that one. You know? Yeah, maybe. By that at times. But then they moved it to another set and everything was good. That's a laugh. Huh. That's weird. That's wild. Yeah. All another, right. Moving right. on. <laughs> All right. Well, have you heard of a little show called Everybody Loves Raymond? I have. I disagree, but I have. <laughs> In this ghostly rumor, the evidence is largely based on a fan-created YouTube video. In the clip, we can see Robert talking to his mom. Behind Robert, in the window, there is an undeniable face of a creepy ghost with his big eyes and wide forehead. Some believers thought the creature looked like the puppet from Saw, or maybe even an alien. Indeed, the ghost could have been any one of those the numerous spirits that haunt Hollywood. This spirit could be related to the one that has been rumored to haunt the Friends set, since the Friends show used the same soundstage at one point. Perhaps it was the ghost of Willie Beard, a Hollywood electrician of the 1960s whose face was chopped off by the wind machine he was attempting to repair. His ghost has been spotted in various studios throughout Tinseltown. So they said, um, so Brad Garrett was, is playing Robert. Um, and they said that he was talking to Dolores Roberts, his mom. Um, Dolores, Dolores, Dolores Roberts, yes. Yeah. Um, and they said that in the window there was the face. I'll show you. I'll show you a picture. So you, and then you describe it for our listeners. That can't so here's see it. the thing, though. I think I have. I think I have it here myself. Do you already see it? Is this? <laughs> could it have been a effing reflection of Brad Garrett's wide face? Oh, you know. How I see what you're is? saying. No one but... said earlier about how in Penhurst they they changed the um they changed. Oh, okay, I see. So he's, he's okay, but a camera could have reflected that back. I see nothing there. You don't see. Okay, it's red. I'll describe it since you're not. Yes. There's like two clear black eye holes, the little frown. And that's his face. He has a chin. <laughs> a little frown. 
It looks like he's sitting up against the yeah. window and like turning kind of like a school picture day photo. Uh-huh. You know? And we think that maybe that that's what a faceless human looks like from the 1920s <laughs> yeah. or whatever. I think um, so. Hmm. Someone I mean, whose face got ch- chopped off by uh, a fan, maybe. Also, that is a very specific uh, fan to only chop off the face. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I'm seeing almost like, like he was out for him. Yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing more of like a three men and a little lady or whatever uh, dealio here. And then what is that? That's um, hmm. <laughs> that looks like a bag of food from catering. <laughs> that looks like something that Chris Elliott left behind on one of his. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, okay, but I feel like it is largely based on a fan created YouTube video. <laughs> It's like kind of like just someone being like, Ooh, <laughs> this is real. And everyone else I'm going, Ooh, this is real. The Roseanne <laughs> one I'll give you though. That's legit. You think the Roseanne, and then you don't believe the second one. No. The one that you gave me uh photographic evidence of, I don't believe. <laughs> you're completely out on the evidence is silly. And I think you're right. If I'm being serious, there's a lot that can go into like the reflection of it. And just the lighting is really bad. The the video is really blurry. Like After Effects or Premiere or something could go into that where you can just pop a little guy in there. Like ask Dan to do that. He can do that (laughs) right now. Well, Dan is an expert. Dan can do anything. That's what I'm saying, yeah. (laughs) Dan should start making those kinds of videos. (laughs) Yeah, then I could release them first and get like super popular for... Exactly. Sitcom goes. Right? That'd be awesome. Talking sit. <laughs> Keep it going. Um, I have one more for you. Um, By the way, I do want you to send me the list of this of all of these. Of all of them, some of them were like it's it's TV and movies, so some of them were like to me really boring, like Poltergeist. But I'll send you the whole thing anyway, mm-hmm. just so you can see it. Um. Boring in that I've covered it before and I've heard the stories. Okay, by the way, I do like that the writer said that Roseanne cleverly referenced uh, Poltergeist. It's like, oh, was it really like... (laughs) I know, I know. clever, okay. Giving her a lot of credit, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. it's someone saying something's built on an ancient carny burial ground. (laughs) Not clever. Oh my gosh. All right, the last one is from Friends. We just mentioned it. So during the course of its run, Friends was shot in a few different Warner Brothers sets, and many rumors circulated online about a ghost. Some say crew members have heard strange noises at night, and others claim that the doors on the set would inexplicably open and close while they're filming. Many of these old Hollywood sets have been used and reused for many years, which can lead to a collection of spirits lurking about. One Hollywood tale concerns the ghost of Elise Drummond, the silent film star from nearly 100 years ago. When the actress turned 32, she was declared too old for the business. Because of this, she hanged herself. Believers say she's been roaming the studios of Hollywood ever since. And some believe she paid a visit to Monica's apartment. So it it was a girl who was in the movies before the talkies that was haunting the friend set, Mm -hmm. is what they're saying. Have you ever heard of her like outside of this story? Like, I have. I've heard okay. of her. I've also seen there's like, you know, like television shows, fictional television shows mm-hmm. that include this kind of plot there's line. No for sure. person. Um, and how old was she when she was told she was too old for thirty two? Wow, they were a few years late. <laughs> 
Shut well, up. <laughs> I mean, back then? No, because life expectancy was like 33 back then. Okay, no, it so, wasn't. I mean, that's why was it was all the child actors that like, you know, had to uh, had to play the grown-ups back then. Yeah, the 1800s yeah. or whatever. Not to mention all like the lead paint and stuff they had to yeah. wear. Up, you know, it's what killed the Tin Man. Uh, <laughs> oh no, off. it is what killed him, right? He didn't die from that, I don't think. Oh, I thought that was a thing. I thought yeah, that he was. De- a- he definitely got very sick. And then they just changed the makeup for the next guy. And they're like, here you go, you know, whoever, I don't know, it was Ray Bolger, whoever. Here you go. Here's the less toxic version. It's like, damn, could have done that for me. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't know. Again, like things opening, shutting, you know. I would have to see photographic evidence to believe this. If you show me photographic evidence of something, I will believe it. Of like Monica I, levitating or something. Then you oh my it. God, that would just roll. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I hold nothing but contempt for the entire cast of Friends in my life. Um, yeah, sure. You know, most of all, Matthew Perry. As what a, a monster, really. Uh, yeah, so honestly, I, I hope that there is a ghost and I hope it's like following him uh, <laughs> for the shitty fault about Keanu. Um, the way that I was followed by the ghost of Penhurst. Mm-hmm. That he deserves to be plagued to the ends of the earth. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting. People always talk about how haunted Hollywood is, and it kind of like ties into your story too. Because, like, I don't know. I wonder if it's an energy thing. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of bad stuff happens in Hollywood. Yeah. So, is it that, or are people sticking around? I think, yeah, I mean, it could be a mixture of both, you know, um, like, for instance, like the set of Mr. Belvedere, whatever is used that is definitely haunted because that was just a very not good show. Really? Uh, well, it's just not a good show. No, it's actually a fine show. I don't know, Mr. Belvedere. Your oh, references, okay. Sean, Silas. So, um, so the, um, the, the titular character, Mr. Belvedere, uh, once sat on his own balls during a read-through no. and filming had to be halted. <laughs> For, for several days. If you'd like to hear more about this, please listen to my Mr. Belvedere episode of Talking Sit with Chip Chantry, in which we get into great detail. <laughs> Belvedere sitting on his own balls. That is so funny. And you didn't think I was going to work that story into a ghost uh, a ghost. Show. I don't know how you did it, <laughs> but I'm proud um, of you. I'm with that. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think you're right, though. I think, like, because of, like, reusing sets and just, like, building on top of things, like, if there is such a thing as bad vibes and bad energy, it's going to permeate, it's going to stick around, and it's going to carry through to, like, the next things. And I think that explains why, um, curiously enough, they didn't note that uh, Friends had sets that didn't get laughs, because that show never got one single laugh out of me. (laughs) You're alone on that one. Friends is a funny show. It's definitely a show. I'll give you that. I'll meet you halfway there. Meet you in the happen. Friends is like The Office. Pretty soon, I feel like this next generation is going to be like The Office isn't funny. Because everyone I mean, loved Friends, and then five years happened, and now everyone hates Friends. You see, that's, that's the thing. I don't think Friends was... Okay, now we're going to start a new episode. Yeah, we shouldn't... Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll do a Friends episode when I bring that back. I also uh, wonder if like just the fast-pacedness of like Hollywood... It like it doesn't give people time to heal. So I wonder if it's like even just the energy of the living being not good. Like maybe like for the the first one, like the Roseanne one, maybe it's just the bad unhealed trauma vibes of the people working, you know? 
I mean, and I will say that uh, when uh, whenever um, I forget the name of the plant that they worked at in those early seasons, but that was the set originally that didn't get laughs. Uh, a lot of uh, well, not a lot, but like a recurring joke with uh, Crystal, who was one of the characters, was about how her husband was like uh, buried alive in like a cement accident on a bridge, and people were always running over his body. And as a little kid, I was like, "Is that supposed to be funny?" That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. No, that was like a, like a running joke. Yeah, that they would like dunk on her for. <laughs> be like, oh, we hit a bump on on the bridge today. It's like Jesus. Oh my god! Which, looking back, that was probably an early sign about Roseanne that we all should have been. Uh, uh, we should have been about. concerned. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that depressing note, Sean Silas, I'm gonna have to have Dan edit every time I say your oh, name. I'm sorry. <laughs> my social security number is 0891-6605. oh my gosh thank you for coming on the show um this was really fun you should definitely come back on and we can talk about savannah some more it's yeah. uh get some beats about that um but uh where can listeners find you and what are you getting into uh listeners can find me at the wonderful twitter handle rad dude bad dude one for now <laughs> um, until i give elon eight bucks a month to get my old silas p name back uh but instagram <laughs> is the best way uh to find me at silas p s-y-l-i-s-p i have a comedy newsletter that i just started and it will guarantee to teach you how to do comedy perfectly <laughs> Yeah, even, you know, experienced comedians like me are subscribing and reading every single week. It's really Lots helpful. of subs. Lots of subs. We're, we're raking in the subs <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Well, um, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Hope to have you back, please. Thank you so much for having me. Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Jaskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.